Big South Tournament. Here we come. We're headed to Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Oh, man. Are you excited? I, love, I am excited. I love this time of year. And we actually found somewhere to stop on the way. Yeah, we're going to stop in Pinehurst, North Carolina, of course, home of Pinehurst number two. We've seen a lot of U.S. Opens played there. And, you know, maybe the most famous, not the most famous one, but one that's certainly most recognizable is the one that Payne Stewart yep. won in 2000. So we're going to go check that out. Not going to play any golf today. It's about 40 degrees. Plus, we don't have time. we got work to do. Uh, we're covering the game. And then tomorrow, uh, the first game, we're taping this Wednesday. Our first game is Thursday at 2 o'clock against Charleston Southern, a team that Winthrop has beaten twice. So that'll be uh, fun and exciting. We're going to see one of um, our most favorite sports information directors in the league, Stan Cole, does a great job. Don't think we'll get to see our friend Mike Minner, uh, as <laughs> we did our last visit to Campbell. But... And we're driving by a Confederate flag because yep. getting to Bowie's Creek and getting to Pinehurst is is not particularly easy. There's like four or five ways you can go, uh, and none of them are really great. This one actually takes us through a national forest, uh, and it'll actually run us right through Pinehurst, and then we'll kind of go north of Fayetteville and right into um, Bowie's Creek. And Have we... you been to Pinehurst before? Oh, yeah. I've actually played uh, Pinehurst number one and Pinehurst number eight. Yeah. I've not played number two. I mean, it is, it's such a neat little yep. village. Oh, I mean, it's absolutely. in the middle of nowhere, yep. but then once you get within, I don't know, five or ten miles, it kind of transforms into like, oh boy, we're, we're coming upon something. And it's, it's a small little cottage town, but fun little individual, one-of-a-kind sort of restaurants and stores. Not a ton of them. And then obviously the golf courses are phenomenal. Well, there's Pinehurst, uh, the, the courses that make up Pinehurst Resort, and then there's a bunch of other courses. This really is one of the golf meccas. And it was founded by the, the Tufts family. They came down from New England, and that's why yeah, the cottage has, has kind of a New England village it does, feel. It, it really does have that feel. And it's it's very cozy. It's very comfortable. Yeah. It's very welcoming. I mean, right. it feels like a place where you should have a cup of soup, maybe a clam chowder. <laughs> Why do I have a feeling cup of soup is in uh, in your future today? Well, it frequently is. Yeah, of course it is. It, you'll like this. I love it. So uh, Nicole and I went to the farmer's market right. on Saturday because Winthrop was off. A very yeah, rare, a rare Saturday. Saturday in the, right. the Winthrop was off. So we went to the farmer's market and I was, uh, I wanted to have vegetable soup just right. as many fresh yeah. vegetables as you can get whatever looks good throw it in a pot yeah. and and it's just so delicious so we went to the farmer's market we got a bunch of vegetables and uh we got um bay leaves bay leaves yeah because yeah. i think that that adds that adds a lot of flavor right. yeah and um we got some jalapenos too we don't right. normally put jalapenos right. in well, this soup. has been your week for jalapenos. There were some jalapenos in your yeah, uh, that's right. That's, in your omelet at Tommy's restaurant. That that that, that is true a, in Hampton. Um, so we go to the farmers market. We get all these things. Day or two later, Nicole cooks up the soup, and uh, we sit down to eat the soup, and she goes, "Hey, take one of those leaves, break it in half, and smell it." Mm. I go. Okay, and I smell it, and I go, "It's not a bay leaf." <laughs> uh oh. She goes, "No." You didn't she goes, spark it, did you? I think it's cinnamon. Oh, cinnamon. I'm like, 
I was doing, really? I was going another. Uh, you no, know, they they don't yeah. they don't sell that one at the no, farmers market. Maybe, maybe in Denver, or, <laughs> or but not 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 in Charlotte. Um, and Unless you know a guy. May, yeah, well, yeah. May, maybe maybe cinnamon. Yeah. Maybe nutmeg. nutmeg We're not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. And then the soup came out this color I wasn't really expecting, right. almost like this. Uh, light green uh-huh. color and it was really good all the fresh vegetables were really good but it did not taste like any any vegetable soup you've ever had before because we had mystery leaf in yeah, it and the leaf. mystery leaf which was a little bit sweet was then weighted down by the the spice of the the jalapeno now, if you walked in and, uh, you know, it had the soup menu and it was like vegetable soup, chicken soup, and mystery leaf soup, you would jump immediately to the mystery <laughs> leaf soup. I would. You would. I would. I like to try you do. different things. And, and yeah, it, it was good. It was it was very good. But, you know, that that's the fun of going to, to the farmer's market. <laughs> because when you go to the farmer's market... Yeah. You know, you, you can go to the grocery store, right. and if it says a cucumber, by God, it's going to be a, a cucumber. cucumber. If That's it says right. it's a cantaloupe, it's going to be a cantaloupe. You go to the farmer's market, sometimes there's a little bit lost in translation. Yeah. Sometimes things are mislabeled, and you, you never know what you now, might Now, was this get. an outdoor farmer's market, or it's was it an indoor big... farmer's market like we went to in Asheville? No, it's, it's the big one, the the regional farmer's market over by the oh, old... Oh, the one by uh, the old Coliseum. Yeah, by yeah, the yeah, old Coliseum. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a legit... That's like a... It's like covered uh, shelters. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I mean, we go there very, very regularly. The prices are good. The quality is good. Actually, you're going to really appreciate this story. And this is not what we intended to talk about on the podcast. But you know how much I like apples. Wait, but hold on a minute. Let me... You, you're an Apple guy? Going to the Big yeah. South Tournament and having it not be oh, in Asheville where we can yeah. go to Hendersonville right, and pick right. up apples is, is frustrating for me. So we're at the farmer's market and there is a guy who's got apples. And, and I mean, they look like the apples from Hendersonville. Right, and I inquired right. and they were. Were they Cressman apples? They were not. They were not Cressman apples. Yeah. But but they looked pretty darn good, and they had fairly large quantities. Were they pink of ladies? Them. Or what were they? They were pink ladies. They had a couple of types, but they were pink ladies, yeah. which, as we've discussed before, is the last yeah. apple that comes off the tree in the winter, right. making it the freshest yes. over the winter. Yeah. So it's kind of your tied me over apple. Right. So we see the guy with the apples right when we walk in, and I said, "Well, we'll get some apples." on the way out. But we had a very limited amount of cash. Thankfully, it's 2019 and almost all of the vendors take credit cards. So we get our vegetables and now we're gonna get our apples on the way out. And the guy says nine bucks and I hand him a credit card and he goes, yeah, Yeah, we we don't take credit cards. And then he goes into like a three minute story about how they get really busy over the summer and if they had to process the credit cards, it's only one person working and the line would be too long, yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, we'll come back next week or the week after and we'll get apples. And he goes, no, he goes. David Odom's friendly car car place. You can buy cars from Dave Odom. I don't think it's that Dave Odom though. Huh. 
there you go. Yeah. Right by the Uhari Mountain yeah. Lodge. Well, we are here in Troy. In Troy, yeah. North Carolina. Uh, so the I, I say to him, we'll get we'll get the apples next time. And he goes, No, no, no. Just take them. Pay me next time. And I'm like, No, you don't. You don't need to do that. And he goes, I'm here every week. He goes, I'm sure you guys will be back. Just, just. Wow. I was like, this is 1950. Yeah, no, that's like 1930. Yeah. Although if it was 1930, you'd come back with like three chickens for him. <laughs> I mean, like, how, like, in a society where we kind of right. doubt people yeah. and we see, like, the guy's handing you, now, yeah, it's only $9 worth of apples, right, right. but like, he just trusts right. that you'll come back and pay him. Well, I told Nicole, like, he, we're going to be back in three weeks because that's $81. Yeah, right, <laughs> interest on that yeah so I think you should you should um, I got a business idea for you you should be like the, the Creaseman Farms guy for the Charlotte Farmers Market I yeah that's not the worst idea I mean, I mean you'd, you'd have be to, a good apple sales you'd have to you, know, you know a lot about it well they sell themselves Mike <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have to do anything I just have to actually get the apples and bring them to the farmers market this feels like and it's not the same town it feels like that uh Miss Jane's Tea House place we went to a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah, it does. The but last time we were at camp. Oh, Better Burger. Did we talk about that on the podcast? That was the the place we went and ate, where I ate a meal that was like five scoops, and it oh, was yeah, like yeah. potato salad, pimento salad, chicken salad, yeah. but there was no real vehicle. It was just scoops of... It was of just scoops of, right, there was no... Uh, salad. Right, did you have a bed of lettuce, maybe? There was a bed of lettuce, and I think on the table there were crackers. Yes, there were crackers, and it was pretty good. It was that's pretty a good. weird. No, I mean I ordered it, so no, I, the dessert I was really good. I'll tell you that. It. Oh yeah, there's so much sugar in that dessert. I'm still on a sugar high. Historic downtown. Is this still Troy, Montgomery County? This yeah, looks like a neighborhood you get pulled over for No, this speeding. is one of those places you don't want to go. Uh, you know, there's, there's like, like uh, McBee when you're going to, yeah. if you go on the back roads to go to from Charlotte to Myrtle Beach, uh, there's a town called McBee, and it's one of those towns. Everybody has a town growing up that it was like this, right? So for me, Lexington was the town. If, if you were driving 37 and it was 35 posted, you were getting pulled over at 37. That, that town's like that. This has that feel. But this this also, this, Troy looks like, uh, or Montgomery County, I'm not, I think we're still in Troy, uh, has uh, kind of that factory town look where like the houses are all like little cottagey. And uh, 30 miles to Carthage. I thought Carthage was destroyed. Wasn't that? There's a Carthage in upstate New York where all the really good lacrosse players, Ryan Powell and Mike Powell and all of those guys come from. So that's something. So that's something. That's this is the Bearded Car Cast with Mike Pacheco. I'm Dave Freakman. We're on the road to the final four. Or at least we're on the road to Pinehurst and then to Campbell University in Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Where I feel like we should have that CBS music going. I do, too. I do, too. I just got a text message from a friend of mine 
and we were in and out of cell phone service, so this might have come a half hour ago or an hour ago, that said, good for Mike Young. Mike Young's the basketball coach at Wofford. I love Mike Young. I think he does an unbelievable job. But I'm wondering what the news is other than the team is ranked and having a tremendous season and the Southern Conference is, is going gangbusters right now. Well, I mean, there's a, obviously a uh, the coaching carousel is going to be very interesting. You wouldn't think anyone, though, would have been hired before the tournaments. I mean, there, there are all sorts of rumors out there, and there are major schools that need coaches, but it seems, seems early for that. Maybe coach of the year? Would that be worthy of a text message? Mike Young won another SoCon coach of the year? Uh, Interesting. I'm not really seeing... Uh... Anything on the uh, I gotta Irish. tell you, I think the Southern Conference this year legitimately could have two NCAA tournament teams. It's a really, really strange year. And in the car cast over the next several weeks, we'll jump in really hardcore on the NCAA tournament because I'm trying to limit myself to about seven, eight games a day. All right, I think I figured out the connection. Okay. Joining DA on CBS next is Wofford men's basketball coach Mike Young. Yeah, that would be it. <laughs> That, that, there you go. He's on with your buddy D.A. He's such a good basketball coach. Great like basketball coach. Such a good basketball coach and really deserving of an of an opportunity Didn't at a higher level. Didn't they have a first-round win a couple years ago? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 like, they've got it's, – it's one thing to win. It's another thing to win consistently. Right, right. I mean, they, they win, if not every year, darn close to it. And he's been there like 17, 18 years. Well, don't forget, uh, for a good stretch of that, uh, it was going up against Bob McKillop at Davidson. Exactly. Exactly. But this year, <laughs> East Tennessee State's good. Yeah, ETC's good. And Furman's good. Furman's good, And yeah. Greensboro's good. Yeah. And Wofford's good. And when you look at the quote-unquote teams on the bubble, I mean, Indiana... They're no good. Yeah, they got two really good wins. They also have a million losses. Not good losses or bad losses, just 14 losses total. Ohio State, uninspiring. Auburn, uninspiring. Arizona State, not so great. I mean, you look at the Pac-12, their only good team, Washington, just lost to Cal, arguably the worst Power 5 team in the country. Well, we, I think we seemingly talk about this a lot, and and I think we probably mentioned it a little bit last year, but I would much rather see a second SoCon team this year. Right, but it's a weird year. I always want mid-major teams to get berths. But this year, there are fewer deserving mid-majors mm. and more deserving low-majors. Like... It's almost impossible to imagine a scenario where the A-Sun right. gets two teams. But Lipscomb is really good. Right. If Lipscomb were to lose to Liberty in the A-Sun championship game, Lipscomb would have a legitimate right. like argument that they should get in. Yeah. Belmont Liberty, and Liberty's done a nice job in that league. Absolutely. Belmont and Murray State are not the only two good teams in the OVC. Jacksonville State and Austin Peay are really good. Can one of those teams get an at-large berth? The first two, I think you can make a legitimate argument for. Belmont, for sure. Their resume is very good. 
Murray State less so, but guys like John Morant are very attractive to the selection committee. And those low major teams, I don't know that I wouldn't rather see them in. And again, we're going to make the argument every year. I don't want to see the below 500 Big Ten right, or right, SEC right. team. That's that's an old stale argument that we've heard time and time yeah. again. What I'm telling you is I would rather see them than St. John's. Right. It's the, the second-level team. That conference this year with Villanova and Marquette, it's garbage. Mm. They're just not yeah. playing at a very high level. I watched Creighton beat Marquette at Marquette on Sunday. Creighton's not good. They're okay. They're all right. Marquette and Villanova, the two best teams in that league, are mediocre. The bottom of that league stinks. And the middle of the league is just okay as we arrive in Bisco. Bisco, yeah. And we've already we've, uh, passed two scrap metal dealers, so... If you have some scrap metal, this is the place to go. I think this is the third Walmart we're going by <laughs> on the trap. And coaches, but I don't think that's like coach. I think it's like a sports bar. Who's the coach? I don't know. You, this is Bisco Pharmacy. Looks like a, kind of a mom, an old mom and pop shop. March Madness edition. The Big South Conference Tournament is here. If you have questions, comments, thoughts, witty observations, send us an email, beardedcarcast at outlook.com. If you want to host the Bearded Carcast. (laughs) (laughs) The Bearded Carcast is for sale. Submit your offer now. Oh, that's dangerous, Dave. So, college basketball takes center stage this time of year, but the NFL never is far from the consciousness. It seems like the NFL season now extends the entire season. Well, there's two seasons. There's the there's the season that encompasses the all the football, and then there's the off season, which is has become kind of its own, uh, you know, its own season, if you will. And we're passing Dave, a spot where I think I got pulled over five years ago. Should we stop and memorialize it? No, some it's way? good. I, I paid that debt. <laughs> um, it appears, and again, maybe it's smoke screens, but it feels like Kyler Murray is going to be the first pick in the draft. But is he the best player? I mean, is he the best quarterback? I mean, I know he's really good. And a month ago, we weren't sure he was a first-round yeah. pick. Now he's going to be the number one pick. And what are they going to do with Josh Rosen? Right. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Well, you're you're in favor of drafting two quarterbacks uh, in the number one, when you have two number one picks, but if you're the Cleveland Browns and yeah. you haven't had a good quarterback yeah. in thirty years, I mean, like, what is the value of Josh Rosen? Can they recoup the value they spent, like the tenth or twelfth pick on him last year? Like, he's inexpensive. Yes. He wasn't great as a rookie, but he wasn't awful. Like. Can they turn around one year later, use the first pick on Kyler Murray, and trade Josh Rosen for, you know, the 10th or 12th pick? I don't know. I don't know that people are that high on Josh Rosen right now. I read an interesting argument about the problem that the 
Redskins have where you're paying a whole lot of money to Alex Smith, yeah. but he's likely not going to be gonna, healthy right. enough to play, and how maybe trading for an inexpensive young quarterback is kind of your way out of that issue. It'd be a good fit there. I mean, it's a, it's a good landing spot. They need, you know, obviously they need, they need a quarterback. I mean, they have a lot of issues, I think, in Washington, but that's one of them. I mean, it would be fascinating to, like, think of a player's value that neither goes up nor down after a year in the NFL. Most guys, you go, oh, what an amazing year. This guy's so good. Uh, or, man, what a disappointment. What a bust. Like, like was Josh Rosen's performance indicative of someone that you just still have big question marks around? Or Well, I think that's a... That's an interesting question because, you know, Steve Wilkes only had the one year there, and he got fired after a year. And I think a lot of people feel like, you know, that was really not enough time really to get a good gauge on either one of those two, on whether, you know, Josh Rosen was, you know, in that, you know, next tier of maybe becoming elite, or whether, you know, he's going to be, you know, a draft bust. And so I think, I don't know that we, I think that's an incomplete grade. I don't know that we have enough information on that yet. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. And, like, the team was in large part devoid of talent. Yeah, I mean, it, that was what the confusing thing about me was, you know, Steve Wilkes had a great reputation when he was in Carolina. Everybody thought he was, you know, good defensive quarter, coordinator, very deserving of the opportunity. But then they give him just one year with, with not a lot of great talent. I mean, that that's it, – it's confined. Uh, and they had the, the GM that was suspended for the DUI, yeah. like – Kind of, it kind of went from like a franchise with Bruce Arians and Carson Palmer, who finally seemed to like be figuring out who they were, even if they weren't the best team in the league. Like you kind of had an idea of what the philosophy was, and Arians left, and all of a sudden it's like the Bill Bidwell yeah. exercise in we don't have an identity anymore. Right. Yeah. Which has kind of been, if you, you know, the 25-year view, that's kind of been it for the Cardinals. Yeah. I mean, they've had a few good seasons, but for the most part, it's been train wreck city. Right. I mean, it, it would be poetic for them to draft Kyler Murray, him to have all of the issues that people speculated about a month ago. He's not big enough or, you know, he hasn't played that many snaps. He's never taken snaps under center, yada, yada, yada. And then to have the guy they trade go out and be really good. But I think the biggest benefit to the smaller quarterbacks is that the, the NFL has adapted to allow them to be successful. You know, remember when, when Doug Flutie came out, you know, if Doug Flutie had his career now, it, you know, he'd be, he would have been a number one draft pick. First round draft pick. Maybe not number one overall. But, and, and while that may be true, Doug Flutie's career doesn't justify being the number one draft pick. And there's a reason that... But teams weren't willing to adapt their offense to a guy like that, whereas now I think the offenses are more But the only for... reason is Baker Mayfield. Because if you look at what the Seahawks have done, they drafted Russell Wilson in the third round. That's, what, six, eight years ago? But, like, but like, Doug Flutie had a, ten times a better college career than Russell Wilson did. Sure. But and we're in the age of hype now. Doug Flutie, that 
you know, the, the, I mean, Doug Flutie was a superstar in Boston. Right. But th- there have been plenty of great college players that for whatever reason, their height, their speed, their weight, their makeup, don't make for great NFL prospects. And some of them end up being great NFL prospects or NFL players, and some of them don't. Like, Kyler Murray, two years ago or five years ago, would be playing baseball because his frame looks like a baseball player. And he would be a fringe prospect. And now he's going to be possibly the number one pick. And that doesn't make that the wrong number one pick, but it also doesn't mean those concerns that existed previously aren't still on the table. Oh, I think they still are on the table. And and I think, you know, that's one of the things that's probably going to fuel the kid that there's a lot of people doubting him. Even if if he gets drafted very highly, that's still going to be a big motivating factor. I mean, if, if you're in a position to draft a quarterback, you're probably not very good. And if you're not very good, you're probably not going to win next year. You like these railroad tracks on the side of the I road? I like this train coming at us. Well, we're uh, we're approaching... Although the train doesn't look like it's moving. Montier. Oh, there's a train oh, on the left side, too. Aberdeen, Carolina, and Western. What's wow. that? Some railway company. Dude. Yeah. This that... is exciting. Very exciting. By the mountain near Fresh Young Chicken Plant. A lot going on here. I mean, for a sleepy little town, there's a lot going on here. If you're a bad NFL team and you're in position to draft a quarterback in the top five, you're not going to win next year. You better think that that guy you're going to draft in the top five is really, really good because in the next two years with... Tua and Kelly Bryant coming out if you draft your quarterback now and you put all your resources into that guy and he's not that big a deal you've ruined your opportunity to tank for the generational quarterback coming up right and you know and this is you know it's a deep defensive line draft I mean do you kind of I mean, that's really the question, right? I mean, you're either, in this day and age, you're either getting a, a top-flight defensive pass rusher or you're getting a quarterback. And and, it, and then if you have those two spots filled, then it's kind of, you know, do you go cornerback? Do you go wide receiver? You know, what do you, What do you make of the state of the Panthers and with free agency approaching? Well, obviously, free agency is going to set up where the Panthers, you know, are maybe going to look in the draft. Now, they are going to go with whatever the best available player is. But sometimes that's easier to do when when you fill some of the holes in the draft. I mean, I think obviously, I don't. I think um, uh, Landon Collins is now intriguing to me. You know, basically the the New York Giants and intriguing to and, you know, 20, 20 other teams. teams, right? But I mean, he's a he's a All Pro Pro Bowl caliber safety. Uh, you know, you pair him up with uh, Eric Reed. Who is the last splashy free agent the Panthers signed? That's a great question. Um, Splashy free agent. I mean, they really haven't had a... That hasn't been the M.O. That has not been the M.O. No. I mean, uh, who is... I mean, this is going way back in the day. Uh, Gilbert? Uh, the defensive end? Defensive lineman? And that's a long, long time, time ago. Like, like, it would be out of the ordinary. Now, it's new ownership. Now, I mean, they did... I mean, they did sign Keyshawn Johnson a couple years ago. Uh, he was only here for one year. I mean... It, but he was at the end of his career. That wasn't like getting a guy in his prime. 
Yeah, I mean, that's not their MO to go I mean, are the... they in a position... It was a weird year. They started strong and then kind of tanked. Like, are, are they in a position where you could bring in one or two free agents, think that you had a good draft, and be Super Bowl contenders? Or is it short-sighted to sign a one or two guys to fix more than one problem and, you know, put yourself in a tougher spot cap-wise and maneuverability for the future? I don't think your first suggestion is out of the possibility. I'd say it's probably a smaller percentage. Super Bowl-bound. I think I think you could make that statement about being playoff-bound. I think you put a couple key positions in place. You know, for me, the you know, they need to get back to that uh, really dominant pass rush. So they need to they need to find whether it's through the draft or free agency. They need to get somebody that's going to generate that pass rush because that really sets up the rest of the Panthers' defense. As a sports city, is Charlotte happy with being a playoff team? Like, if you made one free agent signing, you drafted well, you went to the playoffs, you lost in the first game. Like, are people like, all right, good year? I think to some extent, but I. St- I think there's a growing sense among the fan base that it's not just good enough to win one playoff game. I mean, don't you feel like the window on Cam Newton is not closing, but you can see it out in the future? And like, if you're going to win a Super Bowl with Cam Newton, you better do it. Well, I think you, you would you would feel like it's the next five years, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's kind of the like you said, not the window closing, but you know, we're kind of right in the wheelhouse of his of his. Um, I mean, we don't know how healthy he's ever going to be again. But I, I don't know how you can go about it in any other way than assuming you're going to get the A version of him. But see, I think, and I've said this all along, I feel like he has the ability to transition from just being a running quarterback, if you will. And he's not a running quarterback. I mean, he does a lot of different things, but he's kind of been labeled as a, as a running quarterback. But you think that you can, like, his physicality, his athleticism. Once that goes, you think that he's good enough I think to sit he has back the, in the pocket. I think he has the ability to do that, but I, but he's got to he's got to want to do it. He's got to want to commit to doing it. But I think he's got the ability to do it. No doubt about it. I mean, look at his, I mean, just just look at his size and his arm strength. No, yeah, they have to work on his mechanics. He has a the bit. ability. The question is, does he have the acumen? Well, I mean, he uh, hasn't proven right. That he can throw, you know, whatever but he, but that but completion percentage is. But but sometimes uh, necessity is the mother of invention, right? Like, yeah. I, I, mean, I think if you and I were like, if we were, if we could put ourselves in a management position, I think we would like to say, hey, let's start working on this stuff. But he's a top elite athlete at his position, and he's going to do kind of what, what got him to the dance. Where do you think? they go for a backup quarterback? Do you think it's a veteran in free agency? Do you think it's something as early as a second or a third round draft pick? Do you think it's a trade? Do you think it's really like a sixth, seventh round pick, a developmental type guy? Well, and again, just me talking here, I'd like to see them get somebody, a veteran with, you know, maybe some tread on his tire a little bit, just because you don't know how healthy Cam Newton's going to be. You don't know if he's going to play 50 but games, But you're not thinking, or... bring in the guy now that eventually replaces him. You're thinking, bring in a guy no, now I think you do both. who I think, can I hold think, down the floor. I think, I think you go and get that guy in free agency. And then I think, you you, you know, it, if you have a good somebody that you like in the second or third round, I think you draft him. 
and then you're going to hold three quarterbacks all year. Man, that kills your roster. It kills your roster, but what, what, what's the alternative? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you roll the dice. I mean, I mean, the Saints did it last year. You you can do it. It's just not. It's not common. Now, what you seen. could, well, but what and you could also do salary cap. Well, and what, but what you might no, but here's where here's where you might be able to get away with it. If you draft a guy that you really like and is maybe a little bit of a project, you can practice squad him for a year or two. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean that would be that'd be you know. But you do risk a team. Grabbing that's exactly him. what yeah. I was going to say. Right. You do run that risk. So that team could then take him, and yep. they'd have to put him on their active roster right. on their fifty-three right. man. Right. I mean, you do run that risk, but I think that's. I mean, that would be the route. Now, I think the Panthers, you know, like the two guys that that backed him up this year. So, are they signed? I'm not. I'd have to double check. We're in the car, and I don't. I don't have. We're to. in the car. Yeah. We're Is in that the car. why it's called a car the, cast? That's the bearded car cast. We're on the road, man. We're going to Bowie's Creek, baby. Oh yeah. Farm country. I think we've exited the Yuhari Forest. I think we're now uh, not too far from uh, Pinehurst. Yeah, we're about maybe ten. See a lot of farms. We, we just passed like a huge like sod farm where they just grow grass. You know, it brings up an interesting question. What's that? Well, you asked me this on uh, as we got in the car earlier. I'm not sure how this is relevant to anything, but it's kind of fun. Well, we are in farm country. Right. Oh, we got a truck passing us oh. going on the uh, other side of the road. He's got a in cooker. incoming traffic. And he had like a metal cooker, a red metal cooker, like uh, something. Like, I mean, it's fifty-five mile per hour here. We're going between sixty and sixty-five. And Dave's not the slowest driver in the. Car. I'm not a slow driver, but this, like, as we mentioned, this is kind of like. Oh, and, and and now the speed limit just went down to forty-five. Wow, that was a good pass on his part. Because he passed you right before the, the speed change. Hey, he must have known That's that. a veteran move right there. Yeah, and well, any guy with a pickup pulling a smoker in this part of the world has got to be a veteran. I'm just trying to avoid a, a ticket on the way to yeah. Pinehurst slash Bowie's Creek. But Especially when we're in the... Uh, maybe this car. guy knows the area. Maybe we should area. be tailing this. Yeah, he could be our patsy. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, keep about 20 yards behind him at the same speed. Yeah. Um... So, so, so you asked me. I don't know where this came from. One oh yeah, of your yeah, friends no, no. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. So my buddy VB uh, tweeted this out. Uh, apparently, uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, was one of the first places where frozen foods were introduced. And back in 1930, I think only about nine percent of the country had uh, refrigeration, so it was really hard to to do that. So just kind of goofing around, I said, uh, "Well, he put this question out. I'm going to steal it." Uh, but what is your favorite frozen food? Well, and your answer is the best answer. It's ice cream. Yeah. I mean, now, now that you've actually, like, thought about it and mentioned that. Welcome to West End. West End. Um, but we're in the central part of the state. So uh, what? what's second? Ice cream is first. Ice cream is first. Um, I think as a kid, we ate a lot of... My mother would get... Uh, I forget what brand it was. I don't know if it was Purdue or um, Tyson's. Or Chicken? Like yeah, but it was like, uh, like they were round chicken cutlets and you could uh, either put them in the oven or toaster oven you could fry them uh, a lot of different applications we had for decades a Thanksgiving tradition in my house where we would go to my grandma's on my mom's side she was an excellent excellent cook and we'd have the Thanksgiving dinner and my dad's dad my grandfather on the other side every year would go 
Now, is this turkey fresh or frozen? Yeah. And my grandmother would go, well, it's, uh, it's frozen. My grandma grew up on a farm in Merced, California, about wow. 100 miles from San Francisco. And she would go, you know, I, we always heard growing up that the, the frozen turkeys were more fresh. Yeah. Because they're slaughtered and immediately, immediately frozen. frozen. Yes. And every year my grandfather would go, is that right? I've never heard that before. <laughs> that's hilarious. You want to hear some of the answers that people tweeted in? Yes. French fries. Yeah, but, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, any type of frozen vegetable? Yeah. No. 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 A lot of people I want fresh do. vegetables. I know you want fresh. Why vegetables. would I want a frozen vegetable when I can get a? Well, fresh there's a whole vegetable. aisle uh, in the frozen in the frozen section. Go to the farmers market. Hey, this at Andrew's Farm Produce. Where you could get fresh, fresh produce, broccoli. That's a vegetable. Uh, all right, and, not, two, and not a good one. The last the two are, are fairly legit. Pizza rolls. Although you could put them in the oven. Mm. And fish sticks, which I'm not a fish no. stick guy. No. 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 <laughs> that, that's not good. Not part of a healthy diet. <laughs> fish sticks. I, uh, pizza. Pizza. Frozen pizza. People do... We were never... Like, so in my family, we were everything was always generally cooked fresh. Like, cooked to... You know, cook to order, if you will. So, we weren't really big like microwave and take things out of the like frozen dinner people. We never did. I mean, a lot of that. I get the point of a frozen pizza. It's quick. It's cheap. They're fairly acceptable. But if you have any sort of time and planning, and not a lot, just a yeah. little bit, you can go to Harris Teeter or Trader Joe's. You can buy yourself the dough for a pizza. Now, we do frozen rice, uh, the jasmine rice from Trader Joe's. That's real convenient. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you buy the fresh pizza dough. You I'm put just going to keep interrupting you. You put on some stuff. tomato sauce. You put on some cheese. Yeah. You put on whatever toppings you want. You bake it, and it's ready, and it, it's a better product. It tastes better. It's more fresh. You've put whatever you want on it. There are no awful preservatives in it. Like, it's a little more effort. It absolutely is. But it's way better. Yeah, but it's not convenient at times. It's not Sometimes it's a lot easier to just start the oven, throw it yeah, in. Yeah, that's or, or, true. Or, or, I'm, you know, I don't love microwaving stuff. I mean, obviously, I do when, we, when it's necessary. But a lot of times, I think it's better to... I, like, you're talking to a guy who likes to cook from scratch, so I, I have no problem. I, I'm a terrible cook, but, like... You can do things that aren't real hard, yeah. that aren't crap. That's right. I mean, you can go to Trader Joe's and Wait, buy... Wait, can you line again? You can do a lot of things that aren't crap. Right. Yeah. I, you can go to a grocery store and buy an already marinated chicken breast yeah. and throw it on the grill or throw it on a George Foreman grill or put it in the oven. Right, or put it, in the, got, uh, put it in the rooftop uh, pizza oven. Right, and you've got real food. Real food. Yep. As no, opposed fake, to fake crap. Fake news, fake, fake food, news, fake, fake crap, <laughs> fake Big South tournament. Right. That's it. That's the bearded car Yeah, cast. thanks VP. Such a, a fake bearded car Fake bearded car cast. Well, it is because I'm not bearded right now. This whole thing is a fraud. It's a joke.
Are we doing anything else or is it? That's it. That's it. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We're done. (laughs)